What's up, people? I'm back. I'm first of all really sorry you had to wait this long. I was running into technical difficulties. Basically, um, the show, the app I'm using, Stereo, didn't. It, I don't know. It, I think it glitched out, and then I couldn't save my shows. Um, so once again, I'm super sorry today, and for the next show, I'll be doing it a little bit differently. Since I can't go on the app, I'm just going to record it right into uh, Anchor. But the topic that I wanted to talk about today is um, worries. <laughs> it's a waste of time. Worries are a waste of time. So in this episode, I want to just kind of look at some of the things that hold us back, that make us worry without actually taking action, what it does to us, and then, you know, get some motivation and practical things that can help us to not worry so much. Um, and I think this is a topic that a lot of people relate to. I think we all, at one point or another point in life, um, worry. And that's okay. The first thing I would say about worry is that you have to give yourself permission to worry. Often when I worry, I, you know... I feel bad on top of the fact that I'm worrying and I'm like, I shouldn't worry. And then sometimes it could be helpful to put worry side aside. Like, you know, if I'm going through a hard time, if I'm worrying a lot, I could say, you know what, right now I'm not going to worry about it. Later on, I have a time set aside for the, for, for the worrying. So 10 minutes for 10 minutes, I'll just sit there and I'll just be worrying about everything, you know, Everything that's going on, I can even write it down. And what I soon find to like discover is that you can't actually worry all day. Often um, there is something that we can do and we don't do it, but we procrastinate and we start worrying. Um, but the thing about worry is it's really not that helpful. When we worry and it helps us to take action, fine, that's a good thing. But how often do we worry and just procrastinate on the thing we know we have to do against the worries? So short little intro there. Um, once again, I'm not going to have live people commenting in today just for this episode and for the next one. I'm really, really sorry you guys had to wait so long. Um it was unfortunate for me too, but even there, let me just put a real practical thing in from my life. I was worrying about it so much for a little while that I was actually procrastinating on recording it right now. So worry is supposed to be like, if you look back into like the caveman times and the cave caveman mentalities, anxiety, right? Worry is only used for us as a defense mechanism. It, it actually is there to help us. So when the cavemen, they saw a tiger, you know, they would have their, you know, anxiety would heighten and it would prepare them basically to either fight or flight. But today, in today's world, we don't have the same worries. And as true as they might seem to us, 
they're actually just in our imagination. We're focusing on all of the what ifs. And worries really, at the end of the day, they are based on the future. So anxiety, anxiety thoughts, anxious thoughts are what every everything that could happen uh, in the future, uh, everything bad that could happen in the future. Depressed thoughts is everything from the past. Um, I wish I would have done this and that. So there's a lot of blame involved, a lot of guilt. So worries, you, I think at the end of the day, we have to be in the present moment because when you're in the present moment, you're going to look at worries differently. We're like, okay, I'm worrying about this. What can I do? Right? When we don't do anything about it, let's say I wouldn't have recorded this show today. And you know what? Really quick, at first I was thinking I'll record it the same way that I was recording it when I was live, but then it's not authentic anymore. That's part of the worries I had. It's like, what if it doesn't seem authentic and then I wouldn't record it because I would want people to relate to it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because if it holds me back from doing what I need to do, it's actually not productive. So I hope today's talk inspires you guys. It might not be as long as um, the time when I went live just because I don't have interactions. And yeah, so I'll keep going here. So I might have to divide this into two parts. Let's see what happens. So uh, the first thing we could do is when it comes to worries is being aware of the thoughts, understanding your thoughts. Too often we try to run away. We spend our whole life, you know, trying, trying to run away from what we feel. And obviously then it's going to make you procrastinate on some of the things that you want to do. So the, the key is to change your thoughts, to understand, be aware of them, and change how you, how you go about them. Because you can't often change your thoughts, per se, but you can be aware of them. But if, you, if you're aware of them, you can actually change them. <laughs> it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but, you know, our intuition is there for a reason. Just because we're scared to face something doesn't mean we shouldn't face it. So by changing your thoughts, you change your environment, your reality. So we continuously manifest our thoughts. Make sure you take action. Make sure your thoughts are not working against you, but for you. See, thoughts are really powerful. Really, really powerful. Um, for example, you know, Animals don't have this. They don't have this ability to have anxiety over our, their ma imagination. That's us. You could say that we're too smart for our own good. Once you put a an animal or, let's say, a dog into a scary situation, that's when they're going to have flight and fight mode, right? So it's really... In a lot of ways, it, it's weird to compare ourselves to animals, but in a way, we can learn something from it. We can say, hey, is our worries based on our imagination or is it based on something that's a real threat? Sometimes it can be perceived as a real threat, but is it real? It's really important we observe 
ourselves in our thoughts because here's the thing you can either run from it or you can face it and it really all life is we are trying to figure out who we are how we respond to problems and it's really cool if we can practice just you know responding to problems rather than reacting realizing that problems it's not about the problem itself it's about how we respond and uh tomorrow i'm actually going to talk about a little bit more about that about obstacles how we face obstacles so we think about sixty thousand thoughts a day subconsciously you know we we wake up we go during the day and even when we sleep we think so a lot of them are recycled thoughts thoughts that we have just you know we just got into the habit of thinking them and it, they feel like a part of us but they're not a part of us they're not us i should say there was this monk he went to uh to live up at the mountains for 16 years swedish monk i forget his name when he came back people asked him so what did you learn and all he said after 16 years of being there he said i no longer have to believe my thoughts at first it seems to be like what that's all you learned but if you really think about it like in the present moment there's a sense of freedom in that realizing okay our thoughts might seem very real we might believe everything they say but once we get to a place from acting out of our emotions or thoughts to observing them we can regain a little bit of the power and control and use our words and use our thoughts for our own good power of thoughts buddha said all you are is what you thought about marcus aurelius a man's life is what his thought make of it so same deal right if you really look at these um, quotes it's like okay so right now where i am at is just a combination of a lot of thoughts and here i am what if we could go back in our lives and change some of the repetitive thoughts earlier and you know hold like earlier so we can really break down on some of the problems we face today some of the problems we face today has been a repetitive worry um it's really not helping us at all and we do this with such conviction that we believe it's a hundred percent true right i'm going to get into the automatic negative uh thoughts right away so that we all often use for repetitive um thinking pattern but 60 80 90 percent of um our thoughts are actually false <laughs> they're negative and they might seem so true we might be so convicted that that's that's what it is but we really are all we think about so negative emo negative thoughts have a direct effect on your neurotransmitters in the brain it depletes brain chemicals like dopamine and serotonin and it literally shrinks the brain because it increases the size of the fear center and accelerates 
brain aging. It also has increased risk of mental health uh, disorders attached to it. All right, so some of the automatic negative thoughts that we run into are all or nothing thinking. He always treats me like this, or this always happens to me. I will never amount to anything. Sound familiar? So we often have those all or nothing thinking uh, patterns that really, uh, it gets us to worry and we feel stuck. I don't want to get too flung into these things. Like I said, this is more or less just, um, and I'm sorry, this is shorter, guys. This is just kind of some of the top things that I am um, taking out of the live when I went live. But like I said, tomorrow I'll come back and um, hopefully that technical issue will be resolved. So we often identify with our thoughts and that's why all or nothing thinking really um, is not good for us just because as soon as we say, I'm ne I'm never I will never do anything with my life. I'm not good enough. No one appreciates me. I always fail. All those things. So we we identify with them, and we make it part of our personality when really it's not meant to be. So the second automatic negative uh, thought we often get is we focus on the negative. Oh, I, I did so badly in this, I failed this, and now I'm worthless. How often do we take one negative event and let it replace all of the positive events prior? Just because of one negative event. We're so quick to redefine ourselves into the negative. We don't give ourselves credit and are quick to criticize ourselves. I'll put in a quick story about Pollyanna. I don't know if you've heard her. It's basically about a girl who grew up in a very um, poor neighborhood, poor house. She was raised by her aunt. And her dad taught her the glad game. Her dad passed a while ago, but she she took it very, very, um, to, she took it to heart. So one Christmas, she was asking for a doll. She was wishing for a doll. And she was super disappointed when she found out what came up, what, you know, what the present was. It wasn't a doll. It was crutches. So obviously, initially, she was very upset, very disappointed. Like, why do I need crutches? How did I get crutches uh, when I wished for a doll? But then she remembered that her dad always told her to look at the good things, even when they don't seem to be present. But you got to look for them sometimes. The glad game. And then she remembered, okay, cool. She looked at the crutches. She's like, you know what? I'm so happy I don't have to use them. I'm healthy. I have healthy legs. And I can even maybe give them to someone who does um, need them. So helping someone else, it's another, actually, that's going to be my next show, which is also going to be just like this, like I said, for two episodes. So I'm sorry, 
Okay, I'm going to stop apologizing over it. Um, the glad game, you know, finding things that you are grateful for. That's how you counteract focusing on the negative. The third one, another one is fortune telling. We predict a negative outcome, and that's back to the anxious thoughts. Anxious thoughts are predicting a negative outcome. You imagine a scenario and look for confirmation. So really, it's not the more I look into this, the more I'm realizing, let us be present. Because in the present moment, that's where you have the power to change something and actually take action. The future hasn't come yet. Why worry about it? What good do we have to take from worrying about the future? It's absolutely useless. It's a waste of time. Mind reading. He or she is mad at me. Have you ever had a person come home from work? It might be your sister, it might be your partner, and they're not responding to you in a way that you want them to respond to you. They're like kind of grouchy. They need some... And you take it personally, and you start to mind read, right? I must have done something wrong for him to treat me like this right now. So when... Uh, the thing is, we have to look at it from a more logical perspective and not an emotional, reactive one. I'm more of an empath empathetic person myself. And it's a good thing to be empathetic and to be emotional. But even those things can work for you and against you. The world might treat you like shit. So why do you? So don't mind read. Show people some grace. And don't take things personally. Thinking about your thinking with your feelings. Um, very similar. Check things out with logic rather than negative emotions. You know. Don't personalize things. And that's another thing. If you think everything is your fault when something happens, you just react. You don't observe. So, so the truth is, nothing. it's not your fault. If, if you know something is your fault, communicate it so it doesn't stay a worry. So you're able to be present and talk about it, communicate with it, and get over it. And not getting over it in a sense of you have to just get over it. No. But take action. Take action. Really quick here. How often do you want to say something to a friend you feel like it would be negative, but that's all you can think about? When the, when the re reality is, when you say it, it's off your mind, and you actually feel better. Right? Have you ever, had, have you ever done that? So let things out. If you need to vent, if you need to worry, worry, don't beat yourself up over it, but get it out right away. You know, it also helps you to be in the present moment. Um, if you can't let it out right away, give yourself some time during the day to worry. Like I said before. All right. Labeling. What a jerk. How could he do this to me? How can he look at me like that? How can he say that? When you label someone else with a negative label, you'll also find that you're quick to label yourself 
with a negative label. When you do that, it really, it's not working for you, it's working against you. So once again, labeling, I could say a lot more about that stuff, but basically try to have an open mind. You know, when people treat you like crap, give them the, 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 the can't talk. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're going through a rough day, you know. So road rage comes to mind. When someone flips you off in traffic, don't don't take it personally. They're probably in a rush. They're probably stressed out. And most of the time, that's what's going on. So try to stay away from labeling and personalization. Just observe. Just observe to it. You'll do yourself a favor. One more automatic, automatic negative thought is blame. And this is a big one. We blame other people all the time, subconsciously. And when we don't um, work on it and we're not aware, we don't try to observe it, we actually really become very pessimistic. Um, and we continue, continuously blame other people as an excuse to not do what you have to do. Because if it's not your fault, then why do anything about it, right? So there again, blame is actually a very nasty excuse. And, um, you know... We are very good at blaming. We're very good at pointing fingers at other people. But we have to take responsibility for our own happiness. If people can steal our happiness, then we have to maybe reevaluate where our happiness comes from. And it comes from within. It doesn't, we don't need the approval of other people. So when we don't expect others to treat us a certain way, we we're probably less likely to react um, with a negative emotion. When we take responsibility over how we feel and we observe it and we decide to react or respond in a, in a more appropriate way, in a way that will make us better and stronger, boom, and you got it. So once again, real quick as a... You know, what's the right word? Conclusion, I guess. If you do worry, don't beat yourself up. Sit in your emotion, but don't let it fester. It'll pass. Um, so I want to get into like some of the treatments, some of the perspectives that we can use to um, be aware of this. So next time it comes up, we can actually... Be aware of our thoughts so we can observe them and move towards being the kind of person that helps themselves, basically, where your thoughts help you and not bring you down. So an expected attitude. I talked about the expectation of things. And how many of you can connect to that? Whenever we expect people different things from different people like we put one person on a higher stool than another person how 
quick are we to be offended just because our expectations were unrealistic? Expected attitude is an attitude like, I have to relax right now. So when you're really anxious, when you tell yourself, I have to relax, you start to feel that blame about the fact that you're not relaxing. And a healing attitude or an observant attitude is, hey, it's okay to be anxious right here, right now. It's totally okay. It's okay. This better works. This had better work. Is an expected attitude. And healing or an observant attitude is, it's okay if it doesn't work. So... So what are some of the things we can do? First of all, if, if anxiety and if all that stuff is a chronic thing in your life, don't blame yourself or don't, you know, um, expect yourself to just get better. If you need help, get help. Talk to people, get medication that help you uh, cope. Although medication is not a replacement, but it's giving you the strength to actually cope. And take a step towards um, being a more observant or more an action-driven person. Manage your attitude or perspective about people, circumstances, and situations. Be observant about your attitude. So like I said before, getting to know yourself is pretty much the closest thing to the meaning of life here. So start to fall in love with yourself again. Be kind to yourself. That's another future topic. Postpone your worries. That's another practical step. Rather than telling yourself never to worry again, give yourself time to worry. I touched on that before. Another thing is writing down your worries. Like I mentioned before, I've at one point written down all the things that I worry about. And then at some point, I have to put my pen aside. It's like, you know what? I'm actually done worrying right now. So give yourself permission. Put it on paper. As soon as we put things on paper, it actually comes to the forefront of our minds. Um. And worries is just one of those things that just goes around and around and around in our brain. But make it an event. Make it an event. Like today when you sit down, I'm going to write all those worries down. And then you can do something about it. But if it just flies around in your brain, you can turn that into, or you will turn it into a automatic negative response in the future. So even the bad things can be turned around for good. Breathing is a big one. If you want to be present, there's different ways to breathe. But basically, focusing on your breath. You know, just being aware of your breathing. It turns out that our mind is very not very good at focusing at many different things at once. If you focus on how you're breathing... It's, it help you, helps you be present. But if you're really anxious, focus on the timing. Like, look at breathing exercises. 
um, like 10 seconds in, in my live when I was actually did this with the audience. They listened in and they felt relaxed and centered and grounded right away, which brings me to the next point, grounding, you know, go out in nature, do the things that make you, give you uh, passion, give you things that you give you joy, ground yourself in the things that give you joy. Take a little bit of more attention to yourself. Remember what brings you joy. You don't have to look at other people, what makes them happy. Look at what makes you happy. Be a little bit selfish because at the end of the day, it's not selfish. When you think about your mental health, when you think about how which thoughts can make you better, it's actually selfless because that's the kind of opportunity you will give to other people as well when they um, step into your circle, step into your environment. Relaxation techniques are cool. You can think about a happy memory or a place. Um, and meditation is super awesome. It helps you to ground yourself rather than obsessing over your emotions and over your anxiety. You know, gain some control back just by being grounded and being in the present. Because obsessing over anxiety and obsessing over anxiety and identifying with it will hold us back to make the right steps we need to make. So my time is almost up here. Uh, sorry that it was a little bit shorter. Thank you so much for listening in, and I'll see you at the next episodes. Once again, remember, worry is a waste of time. Don't do it to yourself. Look at the things that give you joy. Ground yourself and give do things that, yeah, give you joy. Thank you so much for listening in. I'll see you guys soon.